nervous in this room anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on mother. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday, and I'm out in Kentucky for the Kentucky Derby. How's that going? I was here last night with uh, Two Chains and Lil Wayne. They bought, they kicked off the weekend with a, a huge concert down here. So I'm excited. The weather's beautiful. People are wearing their big hats. And uh, it's feeling a little awkward. How many black people actually go to the Kentucky Derby in Kentucky? That's what I said. It's a little awkward. It's nothing but white people. Yeah, like, uh, on the plane you, today, you said uh, I was the only black person, and it's just it's just very awkward. Yeah, you said <laughs> Kentucky Derby, and then you said Two Chains, Little Wayne, and who else? Somebody Two Chains, Little Wayne, and you said they kicked it off. I'm like, kicked it off for who? FYI, white people love Two Chains and Little Wayne. <laughs> love, yeah, them. but the white about... people, the type of white people that go to the Kentucky Derby, love <laughs> Two Chains and Little Wayne. De- yeah, okay? they do. I don't think yeah, white was, people was, are a monolith. It was 90% white at the uh, at the venue last night, and they were rocking. They knew every song that we played. They knew everything. When I think of the Kentucky Derby, I think of old white money, rich money. You know, they're trying, I, they are trying to change that, though. Really? Yeah, they're trying to, to expand the type of uh, crowd and audience that goes to Kentucky Derby. Oh, okay. So they want to add a little... Uh, a little uh, flavor. A little, little, little grease to, little the, to, the, to the mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's oh, the plan. God. Why you got to use mayonnaise, man? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> All right, what wow. you guys do yesterday? Uh, actually, I went and got a facial yesterday. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> you are so... See, now, is that what you think of when you think of getting facials? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. So you've never I mean, had a facial? That means you watch too much I porn. have, I have. No, not in a while because I have, I've had a dermatologist for a while. Well, what was his name? Uh, her name is Dr. <laughs> Natasha Sandy. Okay. But so I've had a dermatologist, so I don't get facials like I used to. All right, yeah, so that's what I did. Listen, I try to do that like once every couple of months, and it is important to take care of your skin by the way, and get those clogged up pores unclogged and mm-hmm. everything. So, you know, I try to take care of myself. Okay. Okay. That's it. All That's right, all well, I we... did yesterday. All right. Well, we got Ray Shermer joining us this morning. There you go. My guy, Sway Lee and Jimmy will be here. They new album came out today, right? They got a yep. triple disc. Yeah, it's triple album. You know I'm damn near 40. They I said triple, triple disc. Okay. <laughs> triple, disc, triple tape. No triple disc. Ain't even no tape. What it's, is it? What do you call that? Triple album. They got a lot of songs on the screen. A lot of service. music. That's what they it's have. It's three separate today. albums. They each have their solo albums and the Ray Sherman album, but it's three in one. Okay. There and we have, have Shanti, Shanti Das joining us. She's going to be talking about mental health. She's been in the music industry for a long time, and she just left. And let's find out why. She was uh, very, very... Uh, the she reason, was having uh, her own thoughts of suicide, and she has... Absolutely. ...things that happen to her family that she's going to share and, and to people close to her which has caused her to start this start this initiative, Silence the Shame. Yes, and yes, mental... She was responsible for helping to break Outkast and a lot of the groups that were signed to LaFace Records back in the day. Well, she's doing uh, God's work right now, though, because mm-hmm. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I feel like that's something that we're not addressing enough. So I'm right. glad that she's going to be here today. All right, well, let's kick it off. We got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, we are going to talk about race. We'll tell you a couple of things that happened yesterday. Um... 
that are a little alarming. Okay, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Y'all, The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, NBA game two for the Celtics, the Sixers. Uh, last night, the Celtics beat the Sixers 108 103. I'm going to be honest with you. I do not understand how the Celtics are winning games. I mean, I know they got a great core, but Kyrie Irving ain't there. Nope. That's but what crazy. about the Cavs? The Cavs beat the Raptors last night, 128-110. They lead that series 2-0. LeBron is going to have to have 40 points every night. Mm. All right. Uh, All right now, what else are we talking about, Yee? Now let's talk about an incident that was captured on video. A white commuter was caught on video, and I watched this video, making racist comments to a pair of black women. Now he was upset that he thought the women were talking too loudly. They were on the Long Island Railroad, and... Uh, here is the man screaming at the women nonstop. And I don't, what I didn't understand was he had headphones in and somehow I guess he still could hear them talking, but you're on the train, people talk, like, relax. Shut the, the f- up. How about you go f- loud mouth, monkey motherfucker. Yeah, like your mother. Oh, just like your mother. Like your mother. Who's mother? Yeah, at least I got a mother. Do you know who your mother is? Of course. You don't know who your she mother or your father is. Because you're a f-ing yeah. monkey, that's yeah. why. He called them monkey Whoa. about like twenty times. Why? 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 Oh, you f- loud mouth bitch. Yeah, like your mother. Oh, just like your mother. Like your mother. Who's yeah, mother? At least I got a f- mother. Do you know who your mother is? You don't know your she mother or your father is. Right Cause you're a f- yeah. monkey. That's yeah. why. I've never experienced uh, overt racism like that, that, but I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait till I get that kind of energy. Well, you can't. Well, you got to be careful because if you put hands on that person, you're going to jail. Okay. They said he actually got into the woman's face later on. The oh, video doesn't show that. Come on, man. Come and on, um, it was actually witnesses who took this video. It wasn't even the woman he was yelling at. It was another witness on the train. <laughs> and they said it was disgusting to witness. And eventually the man did move to another car. If you run up on any woman that uh, I love like that, or if, if I'm around and I see you run up on a woman like that, oh, it's going to be consequences and repercussions. Hands, you got to okay. He was going crazy I saw for that a long video. time. I, I watched Knees. it yesterday. And then turned it off because I, I don't oh, like I don't, I don't like having that kind of energy in my spirit. All right, have to go to jail for that one. And right? an IHOP yeah, restaurant in Missouri, uh, Maya Thomas, she's 19 years old, got her receipt, and on the receipt, uh, she was very distraught because the N word was on there. I guess that was the way they identified her. So she called IHOP to complain about that slur, and then they gave her a ten dollar gift card in the mall and apologized. IHOP raised your name also. I guess so. They wrote the N word on her receipt. And, uh, yeah, they apologize. That's and they are Maybe saying, they meant to write nickel and somebody couldn't spell. Maybe somebody nope. just came home from jail. Nope, nope. You know nope, what I'm saying? Nope, Didn't know how nope. to spell. No. Nope. So they was trying to spell nickel. Now, nope. on Twitter, nickel. by the way, you guys should change your password. Twitter says that all of their users should change their password right now because they discovered a bug that saved user passwords unprotected on an internal log. Now, according to Twitter, they have since fixed the issue, but they are saying that you should still change your password, even though they don't have evidence that your password has been leaked or misused. And you should definitely use that. Uh, you know how they have the two whatever uh, two thing authentic authentication or whatever you can mm-hmm. do? Where you can actually have somebody, te- they send you a text message if somebody tries to log in from somewhere else and then you have to put in the code and all of that. Yes. They said you should try to make sure you do that to protect your password. So. Mm. Okay. All right. all right. You don't think people that uh, like, like blatantly do, do show racism like that shouldn't just get punched in the face right there on the spot? I, think, I, I agree. Shouldn't I they be they assaulted should, right then and there? They should know that that could potentially happen and that would be awesome. Absolutely. Every now and then you got to let them know that this energy can and will get but your ass But this is a kicked. man screaming at a woman. That's what I'm that's saying. Really that's, crazy. that's the other dynamic to it. So you got racism, you got mm-hmm. uh, sexism. Shouldn't he deserve to get his ass kicked right yes. there on the spot? 
Like Absolutely. you're that mad that people are talking and you mad you have nobody to talk to? That's crazy to me. A Knock monkey. his ass right out. Uh, well, one right. thing I realized about racists, they know who to play with most of the time. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, and you just need to vent. Or if you want to spread some positivity, all right? 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. They won't be expecting when Capo go to slide. Cause I told them that we put that behind us, but I lied. Hey, hey, look who I'm around, man. If I fucked up, I'ma be downtown, man. Full flow down, man. That's if I get caught, man. Push me to the end, so it really ain't my mother fault, man. I'm not to blame, man. This industry is cut, though. I'm not the same, man. And let you check the tag now i'm rocking name brand i'm only chasing after bags now i got a game plan and i'm out here with the whoop. 703 i fives look alive look alive this is your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so, so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this this is mike sturber what's going on fam what up mike what's up, how bro? you get it off your chest Look good all right this First off, the racism going around, I ain't going to discredit it. It's sickening. Sickening. Worldwide, it's sickening. I, I wish it would stop because I see a lot of ignorance happening more than racism, in my, my opinion. I just think a lot of people are ignorant to the point. Charlemagne, one thing for you, dude. Peace to the planet and then calling all the white people mayo. I don't understand it. It sounds like a contradiction, my man. I'm not calling all the white people mayo. I'm calling all the racist bigots who are disgusting like mayo. Mayo. I appreciate that explanation, sir. I can 100% agree with that. Yes. I, I appreciate that. I just want to say, that, uh, I hate all the racism. I love how you guys talk about, you know, the highlights of life. Uh, just keep it up, man. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. Charlamagne, thank you very much for that explanation. Yes, sir. Thanks, Mike. Hello, who's this? What up, Breakfast Club? My name is James from Indianapolis. I'm blessed and highly favored. Yeah, I got a job interview for promotion today, and that's why I'm blessed. And please do me a favor. Block yes. Fred from Milwaukee. He's annoying as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you say that, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally understand why you would say that. Thank you for calling, bro. Good luck with your interview today. Hello, who's this? Yo, this iPhone Sim, what's popping? Hey. iPhone Sim, what's popping, bro? Yo, what's good? Yo, yeah, yo, thank you for getting that guy um, fired. His racist ass, that's what he deserves. Um, what I was going to say, yo, it's kind of... It's kind of different being in that in that uh, altercation with them racist people because, like Solomon just said, here, like you know, like here, wild out. But you will lose in the end, especially like in like my position. If I hop out that truck and whoop that guy ass, I'm straight going to jail. Well, it's, let's explain what happened with, with with you, iPhone Sam. For people who don't know, he was uh, driving and I guess he cut a truck driver off, and the truck driver started yelling out the window, calling him the N word, and iPhone Sam taped word. it. Mm-hmm. Word. And uh, he was saying like, no, not calling me, a but saying that 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 the move. That I did was a n- move, so I guess yeah, like calling me a n- like that. But and you should have said, and you should have said, you sound like a white devil, cracker ass cracker right now. That's what you should have replied I back. I know, man, but you know, like that's gonna make me feel good right there. But that ain't gonna get the point out. It's gonna look like two racist people just going back and forth. You it's know, not, even though I'm defending like the whole race. It's nothing. 
nothing wrong with that. I think it's great to film something like that and put that person on blast so people can see it and then contact that person's place of work and let them know what this person did and demand that they get fired. And that's what happened. Yes, but in the case of that guy that was on the train talking crazy to them young ladies, he should have got slapped yeah, in the face. That's like a close encounter. That's something different. Word you know? up. I ain't letting nobody violate no lady, white, black, Spanish, whatever. A hundred percent. And I hope that somebody knows who he is and identifies him. Well, thank Have you, bro. Day, I love you. Hello, who's this? This is Jimmy Neutron, Southside Queens. Queens, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, I was going to say thank God for this new job that I got. You know what I'm saying? I get to, you know, take care of my family. My wife get to work less. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I ain't gonna lie, Donald Trump, he must really have unemployment up in the African-American community for real. Because everybody calling up here talking about they got a new job. <laughs> Which is a great thing, but I still don't like him. I still don't like yeah, him. Yeah, I would like to also say good morning to y'all. And thank y'all for, you know, being one of the best, you know, radio stations in the world. Thank you. We appreciate you thank for you, listening. Bro. Thank you. Have a blessed week. I don't like the bro. fact that you said one of the best, by the way. Shut up. In my mind, I feel like you are chest. the best. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Pierre up here in Kentucky again. Uh, Kentucky, what's up, bro? And, uh, talk about the comment that uh, y'all talking about, the you know, the black folks and... You know, the Derby. Talk to me. The black people go to the Kentucky Derby, sir? Um, you have some that go up there, but not many. Exactly. I mean, like, it ain't really geared towards us. I mean, like, they don't really have events and stuff for us. And right. then when they do, it's a whole bunch of extra everything that, you know, you got to go through just to participate. Right. Yeah, uh, right. black people ain't really so in the no... We're really we, we not really into no horse racing, man. Y'all yeah, have events really. around I mean, like, now, if it was basketball, football, I hate to say it like that, then, you know. Pit bull fighting. A lot of people would have showed no, out. But, now, there's a lot you know, of black I mean, people like that's in the horse racing, stuff, though. It's like, a, it's like a regular weekend. I don't think we mean, like, we party up here all the time anyway. So, only difference is they bring a whole lot more celebrities and things like that. I mean, like, other than that, but truth to, a regular weekend. Truth, truth to the matter is that horse racing is a different level of money, though. Like, that's a, like wealthy yeah. people go watch nah, horse racing. You could you could bet whatever you want. You could bet $5. You could bet 10 You could bet 100 you ain't yeah, got to bet, bet thousands. You want to. We have a lot of little spots set up, you know what I'm saying, where you can put like right. online bets and stuff like that. But as far as like the actually going to Churchill Downs and stuff like that, nah, not too many people mess with that, man. Yeah, that's a wealthy thing. Bill Gates actually bought his uh, daughter a horse to be in horse races. Wow. All yeah, right. Well, thank you for calling, bro. Hello, who's this? Uh, Jamie. Hey, Jamie, get it off your chest. Um, I was calling about that that video, the racism video. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're just as bad if you don't say anything and you're around the stuff. You're right. You mean the other no people one, witnessing, right? 100%. Yeah, like, so no one said anything? Like, no one stuck up for these young ladies that were just, you know, doing what they do on public transportation? Well, the man did like, eventually move to another car, and it was the other people that were witnesses that filmed it and videotaped the two of them going back and forth, and then they said what you don't see on the tape is that he actually got up and got in the woman's face, but I don't know if at that point other people stepped in, and that's why he moved to another car. I'm not sure what happened after what we saw in the video. All we saw was there was him screaming from his seat. You got to treat racist the way you would treat a pedophile in public. You know what I'm saying? The way you would treat a man beating on a woman in public. That's how you got to treat racist. That's spectating though. Like, take action. Word up. I'm with you. Like, I'm, I'm with you. You got to defend, you gotta defend our them, women. Like, I, I'm Caucasian. I'm not going to let, if there's a person 
that's of another race around me and someone is talking crazy, when you're wrong, you're wrong, and you're right, you're right. And, and see, it's like, right. I'm going to take action. And as a Caucasian woman, it is up to you when you see another white person acting like that, acting racist, you got to say, stop acting like that, cracker. You got to call them out there. She's name. like, I'm not going to say that. No, you have to. No, I'm, no, I'm going to say way more than that. <laughs> call, him a, call him a human jar of Hellman's. Well, thank you for I calling, Mom. You know, the other day I was on the road, and it, and it was these uh, three young brothers. They looked like they were teenagers, 17, 18, like they were coming from school. And a, a white guy cut them off and hopped out the car. I pulled over because I was like, I, I just had a bad feeling something was going to happen. And when he seen me hop out the car, I guess he thought maybe they were my kids. And he hopped back in the car and took off. But it just made me uncomfortable because it, it felt like it was an old white man about to, to whoop these, these little black brothers asses. And me and my wife popped out like, what's up? Now they he may, not, me not, got not, back in the car and took off. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. He may not have whipped their ass, but he might have pulled out something. Okay? He might have. Might have pulled out, little, pulled out the hammer or something. He wasn't going to whip three black brothers' ass. Nah. He might have, but I was there, and I guess he thought I was a dad or I was a big brother or whatever. He was like, he took off, but it just made me feel uncomfortable. We got to start protecting our own regardless. 100%. Oh, by the way, too, uh, this is so funny. We were talking about this in horse racing. Uh, two days ago, Bill Gates, his, his, his graduation present for his daughter was a six, $16 million horse farm. <laughs> Well, I got a whole farm. A whole farm. That's, crazy. That's nice. Oh, well, she's definitely right. at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. We got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, we are going to talk about a rapper who just got arrested for assault and cocaine possession. Is he at the Kentucky Derby? Uh, not anymore. No. All right. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Rumors on the way. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Yes, sir. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk about a rapper who was arrested for some drugs. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. So G Easy has gotten arrested, and that is for assault. And for cocaine possession, he was in Sweden, and that's when they're saying that he attacked security guards and they caught him with cocaine in his pockets. Now, what they are saying happens is that he actually threw a punch at one of the security guards. There was a fan who wanted a picture. He was in the VIP room, and he told the fan no. And that's when the guy kept on persisting, persisting, and then finally he gave up and left. But then he came back five minutes later and started taking pictures anyway. So that's when G-Eazy's crew confronted him and somebody grabbed the guy's phone. They smashed it. That's when the fan went crazy, shoved that person, and it turned into a whole melee. And G-Eazy then allegedly punched one of the club's hired security guards, and that's when the police were called. Yes, that's when that cocaine kicked in. That cocaine kicked in, and he swung a punch at that security guard. He thought he could beat the world. Right, they checked his pockets, and they got some cocaine on him as well. All yeah, right. he'll be fine. All right, now Drake has gotten a warning for using bad language at the NBA games, and that's because they're saying that he called Kendrick Perkins from the Cavs a effing wussy, but with the P. So what? What's wrong so, with that? It's sports. I guess Come on, man. And I know you, you guys all saw that, the video of, of Drake getting into it with Kendrick Perkins on the, on the floor. And they're saying that he actually even challenged him to a fight. So the NBA has said he's not allowed to use bad language oh and he can't be God. down there fighting. The world is but getting too that. sensitive, man. Since when fans can't curse out the players, fans, fans can't talk to crazy curse. to the players. What? They can, they can talk crazy, but they're not allowed to curse. And if they do curse, they're usually asked to leave. You've never been to a football game in Philly. Huh? It, it also, well, not football. Basketball, yeah. I should say. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, this basketball. also might... 
I guess for them, you you might be provoking people who are already passionate about the game they're playing and cause some type of incident. You ever Maybe watched a sports why. game with a passionate fan? They curse at the TV screen the whole game. Like that's no, what happens. Football is different. different. No, football face. is different. Football, but basketball, basketball, you, you can't do that. Basketball, it. not there. I've seen people be asked to leave before. Not in basketball. It's right. players that you talk dirtier than the fans. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. If you, if they could definitely make you leave, it's a private event. You know, they could definitely escort you out. So if you don't want to get escorted out, then I guess you got to play by the rules, right? Whoa. All right, Kevin Hart. Uh, he had an incident just now. He was on his private jet, and that's when a tire blew. He was in Boston. Now he posted, God is good, with a capital G. Had our first serious airplane scare today. Our plane's tire busted on one side as we were landing, and Ish got real for a second. Nobody was harmed. Our pilot handled the situation perfectly. Once again, God is good. Bless. P.S. You can tell that Spank is still shaken up by the way he is posing. So he posted a picture with all of them together. No blessings up to them. Now, mm-hmm. Takashi 6 9 he had this $5 million headphones deal that everybody said he lost no, because he of the altercations Mm-mm. that he was getting into. Well, according to Takashi, that deal never existed. That was the, fake. Yeah, the, the dude from the headphone just wanted the publicity. Oh, That's why I didn't even address it. You saw I didn't never address it. I literally never even spoke to the dude. Like, the dude um, sent out, like, this dude that just got out of jail to propose it. They don't even got no money to pay. By the way, uh, when that deal first got announced, that's what we all said. I mean, you know, we've all been contacted by Tunes headphones at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I have. Sure have. All right, well, here is uh, him actually addressing this headphones deal when we thought it was real. So this is what $5 million looked like, you know what I'm saying? Tunes Audio just on a $5 million deal. Had to come get right, my man Max, you Jesus know what I'm saying? All right. The young man, Takashi 69 don't <laughs> even be trolling. He's just a pathological liar, okay? Mm-hmm. And why would you put a $5 million lie on your head? Why have everybody on you and the IRS for no damn reason? Just for what? For for the internet? For clicks? All right. So I guess that was a lie. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Like 90% of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, by the way. He's a pathological liar. I said like 90% of the stuff that comes out of his mouth. He's not even a troll. He's just a pathological liar. Mm. All All right. Well, that is your rumor report. When we come back, Ray Sherman will be joining us. So we'll kick it with them. They have a triple album out today, and we'll talk to them all about it. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Our motherfucking partners, man. Ray <laughs> Sherbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, guys? Three's What's up, up, fellas? Up. What's going on? What and it it's do? an exciting time because y'all got a triple album coming out. Yeah, it just dropped today. today? May the fourth be with you. What everybody everybody wanna, go get that right now, Shrimp Life 3. What oh. made y'all want to do that instead of like coming out with like an individual, two two solo albums, then coming back for a group album? Why give them all at once? That's just bigger, you know what I'm saying? You got more chapters in one album, you know what I'm saying? More songs. You you get Jim's side, individual side, you get my individual side, then you get our group side, Ray Shrimmer, mm-hmm. which is us fused together, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knows for Ray Shrimmer. So far, all the songs we heard are bangers. Oh, yeah. That's just a warm-up, too. We got some more shit on the album. We got crazy features. Mm-hmm. It's like our best album we ever did. Like, the first two, they went platinum, you know what I'm saying? But this is like the best album we did. I think this is the first triple disc hip-hop album ever. By a group. You know yeah, saying? by a group. Ever. Look it up. Look it up. I'm, look, I was thinking about it. Like, do I know of any other ones? I'm glad y'all did that. Look, I feel like they've been trying to break y'all up for a minute, man. Oh, yeah, that's why we did it, too, because everybody be comparing us, too. So we like, boom, let me let y'all compare us on this album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can compare why us all y'all. Why they hate on Jim, man? What I do why they hate on Jim? Why do they hate on Jim, <laughs> man? <laughs> I told Mike Will that last time I saw Mike. I said, man, why do you act like Jim Wack You know what's funny? That he Don't said hate, that congratulate. and he got the teardrop coming down out of his <laughs> 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 Why do you hate? <laughs> 
Go ahead, congratulate. <laughs> what is it? Because Jim is like a troublemaker, so they like, yo, get away from him for he ruined both of y'all? Shrimp life shit, man. You know what I'm saying? But nah, bro. Shrimp life. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that had a lot to do with my earlier time in my career, you know what I'm saying? When I was on some dumb shit. But you know what? I don't care. Yeah. Well, it's mainly because of all kind of problems, too. I mean, yeah. and that's a lot of, oh, got a lot of women issues. There you go. Nah, them ain't, them, nah, them ain't issues. I see you got your car, um, some chocolate syrup all over your car. Then you've that been was accused light, of, That was my Valentine's Day of, gift. That was my Valentine's Day <laughs> gift. Then you've been accused of cheating. Then they say your girlfriend beat up your side piece and ran what down on her. Yeah, I don't even know what that, I don't even know, like, all this stuff. What's cheating? You yeah. tell, cheating is. Hey. What is cheating, Trust Jimmy? I, I think you have to be committed. Trust in me. order to cheat, you know what I'm saying? Like, some of these girls be cuffing you, but hey. then you don't even know. Sway Sway Lee. Lee. That's not me saying that. <laughs> Sway Lee, Sway Lee, my girl, my girl they, you know what I'm saying? They know who they is. They know how I f with. They know our relationship. Yeah. They, they know they I treat are? them good. That The the woman, you okay. know what I'm saying? What the woman that I'm focusing on, she already know what's good with me. I'm going to treat her like a goddess. You know oh, what I'm saying? Take her to the you going to treat her like a goddess? With. You know what I'm saying? With heavy. That's the problem. You play gotta your, know that play he's your role. Still be doing other things. And you gotta know. Mm-hmm. My lifestyle crazy. I just gotta know that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no. I ain't out here just like being like a Mormon. You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just out here living the shrimp lifestyle. You f- just say it, Sway. The shrimp lifestyle is all that We're stuff included. The lifestyle. Parties, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Traveling, all that stuff is just included. It's, Turning up. It's I love a package how he deal. To his girlfriend as they. Like they no, just I'm saying they know. as in the the woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The encounters that I have with women. That's. You know, that's understood. We getting lit every day, you know what I'm saying? We ain't we ain't on no lame shit, you know what I'm saying? We ain't as bad as ever. We still ain't got no type. We came in the game saying that we ain't got no type bad, which is the only listen thing to we my like. Lyrics, damn it. For real, we live in the lyrics, like, it's for real. Now listen, Jimmy, you said that girls be cuffing y'all, but they don't know that they um they they, they, they don't they don't know they cu- they in a relationship. What you how'd you word it? Man, they be in a relationship with you. Yeah. hmm But do you be in a relationship with them? So what are you doing to make Hell them feel that yeah. way though? I'm treating those, like, you're supposed to treat every girl good. You're not supposed to treat no girl bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fact. So I'm a nice guy, you know what I'm saying? So I'm friendly, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have a good time with me. You going to tell her you love her, Jimmy? Nah. Never? You haven't told any women you love her? Because that's wrong. If you know, you know what I'm saying, that's going to get some problems started. Have you ever said it to a woman? If you like that up here, the whole sprinkler system will rain on you. That's true. We got no goddamn sprinkler system. What am I just let's do it, let's do it. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't <laughs> see what you're doing. So listen, We're not really supposed to. I know to. y'all got insurance on all this technology. I will tell y'all this, though. You can't f*** girls raw and then expect them not to catch feelings. Oh, no. Nah, that's the main treatment right there. Okay. I mean, you can't <laughs> girls raw. You can't be doing that anyway. Hey. I just had my first kid. Oh, well, oh congratulations, congrats. man. Yeah, shrimp life. How old was the baby? He trying hey. to make me an uncle, bro. Shrimp life. How old was the baby? <laughs> just man, one. Man, why you want to make me an uncle? Is it somebody that you liked or something that you, you was on the road messing with? Shrimp Life. Hey! <laughs> you brought it up! You know, give us hey, Shrimp Life 3. Hey. Salute to the young three. lady that trapped Jimmy. <laughs> Shrimp Life 3. Now, now why did you... I don't, I don't know why you would even say that, because you know what I'm saying? You could have, like, you could be doing so. You could be going down a bad road, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could have a kid. Then it can make you change the whole way you look at everything. You know That's what I'm true. And for me, you know what I'm saying? I like having a son. Dope. Dope. I just had my first son. I like the responsibility. I know I be having a good time. He be waking up. I be up all night anyway in the studio. So you know what I'm saying? When I be having him, I be like changing his diaper. And I don't be caring. I, I be up all night. Mm-hmm. Should be a good thing. So to did me. it change you from wilding out and stuff? Yeah, my mama like it. You know what I'm saying? She like having a uh, grandson. It made you more mature? Did it calm yeah, you down? Nah. I mean, I don't he know. said hell nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a young man. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just more. I'm just more understanding. I'm more real. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep things 100. I know how to tell like. A woman, how I feel, what it is, you know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. 
Mm-hmm. I, I love to go for race worm. Oh, you about to have one too? No, oh no, oh no, I ain't ready to drop. The, I ain't ready to drop the seed. I got two monkeys. I be taking care of. Yeah. <laughs> my baby. Then my baby's right there. Look, for real. Oh God, they look just like their daddy. <laughs> I'm telling you. say that now. You gonna get one of these white people out there, and they gonna say that it's gonna be World War Three oh, out this mother. For now, real. Why'd you get Fresh Montana Unforgivable, man? Unforgettable. That's just man. Just well, let's like, tell the story because I heard it was your record at first. French took it. Oh yeah, it's, a, it's you know what I'm saying we got that figured out. That's a that's a little banger, man. I think five six times platinum. You know what I'm saying? I'm just in the music cooking up process. You know what I'm saying? I'm working every day. You know what I'm saying? I'm making features, making plays every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With that song, long story short, I got a million of them. You know what I'm saying? I make them every day. Like I make songs. I stay in the studio. You know what I'm saying? So we just we just worked that collab out. You know what I'm saying? Just came out and it went big. It's supposed to be number one, you know what I'm saying? It was just a lot of bullshit going on that distract people, but you know what I'm saying? That shit should have went number one. You feel me? But yeah, it's a big two. song. Oh, yeah, I just dropped Guatemala, too. Y'all go mm-hmm. check out Guatemala. You know what I'm saying? We got, that's a nice vacation. We got them vibes, Vacation real. song. You f*** with it? Mm-hmm. Appreciate that's what we that. was listening to in Dominican Republic on vacation just now, over and over. Oh, that's hard. Damn. Mm-hmm. Man, now you got them friends a little foreign. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 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 You're like trying to fight your girlfriends. <laughs> oh, man, I got a bad reputation now. Just know that I don't really go on in my everyday life, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just every once in a while. Yeah, my life, that was just that was just a little brief period right there. You can't even get back with the side chick after she get beat up by your girl. I mean, oh, for real? Yeah, she had a black eye and everything. I saw the picture. I said, God damn. Oh, no, that situation was crazy, man. I don't, I don't endorse no violence, you know what I'm saying? The media, the blogs, I ain't gonna lie, they exaggerate a lot of shit, too, like. And put they they call stuff what they want to call it, you know what I'm saying? That might not be necessarily what's going on. So, mm-hmm. just know my life flows smooth. Sway Lee, my life flows very smooth. I know sometimes you wake up and your uh, tweets and text messages be going crazy from. Oh yeah, say Sway Lee, you on the shade room? Sway Lee, you uh, you on this website? TNZ, blah blah. I don't even care. I'm a black beater. <laughs> Cream seats in the regal. All right, we got more with Ray Sherman when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Ray Sherman's in the building. Yee. What's Mike Will saying to you guys now with all this uh, craziness going on in your lives? Turn the f- Mike up. Will, he love it. He said, he said, man, y'all living a life. Hey, you know man, what I'm saying? Y'all doing y'all what y'all need. supposed to. Y'all young. Y'all some rock stars. Y'all supposed to, y'all supposed to get all the fruits. And y'all live together, right? Like, you guys have a house together in Cali. Yeah. What's that house like when people... Uh, I'm sure that My y'all have goodness. a lot of people in and out, in and out, but there's got to be some rules because... Man, the house parties start at 12 oh, yeah. o'clock every night, and I don't yeah. know how, you know what I'm saying? And they not stop until 5 in the morning, so that's what it's like. Yeah. And we're yeah. not even trying to throw no house party. When I say house party, I mean, we just chilling and smoking. Studio and we got like party. 30 girls at the crib, 40 girls. Maybe in the got, studio. Uh, having a tattoo, maybe we in the studio. We got beats playing. Producer, it just be some some lit sh- every day. But you need that vibe, though. That vibe probably would make y'all make them party records like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it hard to have random people in your house sometimes, though? Oh, yeah. No, we got security on deck, strap. They, you know what I'm saying, pro- very professional. Mm-hmm. They always watching everything going on, making sure everybody's staying on point. So we don't be, it don't be no drama, no bullshit. How many of the ladies get into uh, fights and arguments over y'all? Because I'm sure there's times when you might have a couple of young ladies that y'all might be dealing with over and things get a little messy. How do you handle something like that? Like, if a girl just on some, like, petty stuff, like, she just got to go. She mm-hmm. can't even be at the party. She bringing bad vibes. She got to go immediately. Mm-hmm. What's, like, the craziest thing that's happened at the house? The craziest thing that happened at the house. 
It's better not involve the monkeys. <laughs> man, Why the you devil. still in your seat, Jimmy? It, it man, it's good. Man. The devil? Come on, bro. It involved the devil. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> it was just goddamn. Somebody tried to the monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? My monkey did shit like in his girl's bra one time. That shit in crazy. Bra? Like, yeah, this girl, she was holding my monkey. And then she had gave back to me, here's your monkey back. I said, I looked up, I was like, there's shit in your bra. <laughs> like, my monkey had just like, yeah, diaper sure. came up. You mean like, you know, cleavage type yeah, shit? Yeah, like right between the cleavage, like right in the crack. She Lord have feel, mercy. Now she didn't even see it. <laughs> I had to like bring it to her attention, like, yo, sorry, my monkey just shit, like right on your breast. And then oh. she had to take her shirt off on show, right? That was He's a good like, way to get things started. I didn't want no dirty monkey poop. <laughs> so what is the craziest thing that's happened in the house so far, though? Man, we made these banging at... We cooked up a lot of our album in that house. Mm -hmm. yep. So the craziest thing that happened in that house is this crazy album that y'all need to go <laughs> get right now, Shrim Life 3. Shrim Life 3, Google. triple that's a disc. Lot of music. Yeah, that's... We blessing the fans, because you know what I'm saying? We took a year off of cooking music, you know what I'm saying? We ain't even dropped no whole album, no songs, ba barely for a whole year. And we weren't really touring for a whole year, almost a year, because we had been touring for four years straight. You know what I'm saying? So we was like, let's take a break, man. We gotta finish this next album. We gotta finish this new album. You know what I'm saying? We gotta feed these fans. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They was they was on our heads. So boom, right. We had hella music though. We got like a thousand songs. Like a lot of songs didn't even make it. Like we were just cooking up, cooking up, steady every day, cooking up during our life, like our everyday life process. You know what I'm saying? But so we got like literally like two more albums like done, like literally like. Do you guys critique each other, like, on the solo projects that you both have as part of the triple album? Did you critique each other, like, ah, I don't think you should use that song. That's not as hot as the you rest of You want to chase it? Yeah, we weighed nah, songs up against each other. We was like, this song definitely harder than this flavor. song, you know what I'm saying? All the standout songs, we like, bro, you need to put this on there, you need to put that on there. Mm -hmm. If Jim was some of my songs, he was like, bro, that's some swaycation <laughs> You know what I'm right. saying? So it went on swaycation. So it didn't get, like, competitive because sometimes, which is a healthy competition, you might be trying to be like, nah, I heard what he got. I got to make sure I come a little we harder. We won. Yeah, we got to push each other. Yeah, we got to push each other. We won. We got to push hey. each other to the, uh, we won. To the best we person won. that we can be. You know what I'm saying? We got to push each other to be our best Victory. form of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Victory. Do you feel like you be having to prove yourself, Jimmy? Because they be saying, like, for whatever reason, everybody think uh, Sway Lee do everything. Let me tell you something, bro. At the end Let of the day, the song going to nah, say Ray Shrimmer, Let me tell you man. something, bro. Let me tell you something, bro. We've been in this group. For like over 10 years, bro. I've been hearing the same thing for many, many, many years. Now, when I first came into this big pool of water, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't used to so many goddamn motherfuckers talking. Now, this was a lot of people, so at first, it kind of affected me. But then, once you get past that little part, you know what I'm saying? I ain't getting on Twitter talking about something. Oh, I'm about to kill myself. You know what I'm saying? Nah, hell no. Nah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn. I backed up. I backed up for a little minute. I went black. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody see me. Then I popped. Even and I'm lit, you. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, this how this how they feel. Then like, even at me. the end of the day, Q. And then shrimp life. Hey, skr skr, and then I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? But you write hooks and stuff too, though, right? Yeah, I do my thing. Yeah. And you have Zoe Kravitz on your um album? Yeah, that's my, that's the homie, man. She go hard. Mm -hmm. We got this song. She beautiful. I mean, I ain't I ain't gonna uh just go get that. It's it's out today. Mm -hmm. Right now, go get it. What made y'all want to sample three six mafia side to side? Cause y'all y'all remind me of three six. Man, we from Tupelo. Yeah, they from Memphis. That's an hour away. Yeah, we used to bang three six and three six used to uh, come on in the club a lot too. Where we was at. Y'all go get that power glide, man. The hottest song out right now. That hardest. What y'all learned from from Juicy and Paul? Turn turn the. They up. consistent. <laughs> mm -hmm. They've been dropping hits since they was. You know get trippy, man. They've been dropping hits since way back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Still dropping hits. Oh, damn, you lit the joint? Hey, hold up. This hold my, up. Is this the first person who's ever smoked? Snoop this? did. 
I don't okay. see nothing. I don't know what they're doing. Hey, Snoop Shrimp. Hey, it's Snoop recreational. Shrimp. It's recreational. It's Snoop Day. Listen, it's interesting with y'all, though, because y'all make a lot of hits. And and y'all got a presence, but it seems like it's still another level for y'all to get to. Like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's like the Migos where they at. Like y'all right there, but y'all have had number one. Oh two no, we two weird. albums in too. Like so, you want you one of them type of bro. You one of them type of bro. You ain't gotta bro, 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 look, 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 look. We talking about Ray Sherman right now. Look, I'm gonna tell you one thing about it. I with the Migos real heavy. Yeah, we them them is family, bro. Like you know what I'm saying. All we ever hear every time we go into some y'all the most you was the most direct about it, but all we ever hear is like, oh, Ray Shrimmer, Migos, Ray Shrimmer, Migos. Hey, they're my brothers, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it is what it is. They from Atlanta, we from Mississippi. We Ray Shrimmer, we, Sh- we, we Ray Shrimmer, period. They turned up. We, we Ray we two albums in, we finna drop our third album. Yeah. And we then, third, then we, three we don't like we don't we don't wake up and be like, yo, damn, these people over here doing this. Oh, yeah, hey, these people over here doing this. Oh look over there. Hey, they got this and this going on. They this, this, and this on the chart. We just like what's next for us? We we got like I, I, don't tell, know, I don't know how many platinum plaques we got. You know what I'm saying? We but just, you, you know it's working, another level for y'all though. Bro. Yeah, yeah, we always yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. another level. It don't matter. It's always the top another of the game. level, bro. You always gotta keep it don't going matter up. You're the top of the game. Even you, you, you know, know, you already know, like, man. You you doing your thing, hundred percent. Like, you know what I'm saying? We going to the top. We just gonna keep working. We never gonna stop working. We always. That's what I appreciate y'all because y'all do different. Y'all don't y'all don't follow trends. Y'all do that's outside the box. That at first when you hear it, you you get a little skeptical. The second time you be like, oh, that's a smash. Control mm-hmm. your artists. They in here smoking weed. They out of control. Some people, <laughs> some people, some people like, some people don't. No, that's healthy. It's, <laughs> I got cataracts. <laughs> Let me hit it one time. Let me hit it one time. Hey, man, the fire marshal just came up in this joint. <laughs> you know we smoking fire. All right, we got more with Ray Sherman when we come back. Matter of fact, let's get into their joint. It's called Power Glide. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Power Glide, Ray Shermer. Their album is out right now. Morning, everybody. It is the Breakfast Club. Ray Shermer's in the building. Yee. Now, let me ask you, how much do album sales matter to y'all? Because I'm sure with this album, you put out a triple disc. So does that mean as it gets streamed, oh, yeah, it album counts sales, three they times matter. Yeah, they matter. Time? Album sales matter. That's why you got to make good music. When you're making good music, Automatically gonna do Take his thing, you know what I'm saying? Just like we t- we two albums in, we already dropped two albums. You feel me? So this is we like are third album in. Yeah, this gonna this gonna count as two albums basically, mm-hmm. number wise. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's literally three albums in one. Now I read that you guys also want to get your college degrees. Oh yeah, I'm going to college. You heard that? <laughs> I'm going to college. Sway Lee going. Sway Lee going to college. I think it was a fader. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going to college, and I'm going on campus. Mm-hmm. So if any colleges out there, when are you going to do that? Want to recruit me and give me a tour of the college? Y'all hit me up right you now. You ain't got time for no yeah, school, man. Yeah, when do you have time You're to go to college? Bored. Though I'm gonna do that. Sh- like I'm about to get just one summer. Again. I'm gonna just go to. I'm gonna just go to uh, go to college. Instead of one summer, you need about four. <laughs> yeah, I might. I might like that sh- too much. Are y'all still investing y'all money right and everything, y'all? Hell yeah, we investing that sh- right. right. Like you know in what? What, what kind of things are you investing in? The weed industry. Oh, that makes sense. Different stuff, you know what I'm saying? Our our own brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just getting, just just making it bigger and bigger every day. Do y'all do y'all smoke? How much do y'all spend on weed a, a week? You think? We don't spend no money on weed. Everybody give it to us for free. Where? Right. Yes. <laughs> Good. That, that's a that's a big cut on on a cost right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On what you spend. Mm-hmm. How much you spend on weed? I don't smoke like that, man. Like that. You spend a lot of money on clothes though. Last time you came here, you had the, had the Gucci, pink fur, the pink Gucci fur, and this one, this is another Gucci. Yeah, iced out. What about edibles? Nope. Nah, we don't about edibles. Why you had a bad experience? Man, them just, they just you don't can't really do them. nothing. Nah, it doesn't do nothing. Really. They do something to me. They don't really. 
He must have had a bad walk because they, they, they let you out. What, what's the worst experience you had with an edible, Jimmy? Man, I, I done, uh, we went to, uh, you know what I'm saying, we travel all over the world, so we went to uh, some country. I don't know which one it was. We was backstage at a concert. Amsterdam, probably. Somebody had brought us these uh, edibles, you know what I'm saying? Like, they was coming through showing love. So I ate the whole edible, you know uh -uh. what I'm saying? I ate it real fast, and I ain't know. So, you know what I'm saying? Then I'm, I'm going back, I'm changing my clothes, and then I sit down, and then I just fall over. Boom. You know what I'm saying? We got like an hour till we perform, so that whole hour I'm just stuck. I'm just looking at the wall, and then during that whole time I just think about everything, like my whole life it felt like. You like dying? <laughs> yeah, like that type of shit. Like, that's funny, man. What you was thinking about? Like, everything. You was so happy you, though, right? You was just stuck. Man, I was stuck, man. Look, man, don't do not do no edibles, man. Just smoke that Were you okay in an hour to go perform? Yeah, I, I'm always going to be straight for my show. You ain't seen when I uh, hurt my leg? Yes, we all yeah. saw that. Yeah. That was man, disgusting. Look, I'm always, we we going to be straight for the show. Mm -hmm. That healed back pretty good, too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking. <laughs> all right. The album is out right now. <laughs> Three discs. Make sure you pick it up. Ray Shermer. And, and what's, the, what's the tour? Like, now, I know you guys are on tour with... Um, Childish. Childish Gambino doing some spot dates, but what about a Ray Sherman tour? It's coming. Yeah, we got the Ray Sherman tour coming up. We got another tour coming up. You know who's going to be on it with y'all? Who, who put a... together the Childish Gambino thing? Because that's like an odd pairing. No. I think it's a great, it's a, it's a match made in heaven. Mm -hmm. You guys watch Atlanta? I'm talking about the other one. Yeah, hell yeah, that shit go hard. <laughs> when is the Ray Sherman show coming? Because we still waiting. Oh, no, nah, we, we just dropped our album today, you know what I'm saying? So we got to do the Shrimp Life 3 tour. You already know. But what about a show? Because that's TV what show. really need. Oh, a TV show. Movie. I've been looking at the movie. Project X movie. We dropped a little mini movie, man. We got Mike Epson that done. That shit go crazy. Mm -hmm. it's, it's funny. We just dropped the first episode like a couple days ago. But it's like it's like a five-episode thing. So, yeah, check it out. Y'all having by. fun, though, right? Every Hell, yeah, we having right. fun. We lit. My dreads got longer. Life is better. Like, everything better. Jimmy, you looking a little stuck, man. Nah, 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 I ain't stuck. I don't see why we had to put the blunt out, though. That was, come yeah. on, bro. Well, you really not allowed now, to. How long y'all been, been in the you business? Know, Five come years on, what now? What radio Five station? Years? Exactly, when the last time you smoked in the radio station? Oh, yesterday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My goodness, Where, what station? Man, I, I, I Hot 105 point, goddamn. Where that's at? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just like, oh. I'm like. Yeah, I just made that up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And got a long I don't appreciate y'all ashing all over the table in here either, at least in the cup or something. Man, we got to talk about something interesting, man. We on Breakfast Club right Shreem. now. Talk to me. Shrimp Life 3 coming out, man. What's up, man? Mississippi, turn up. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, I don't know if you realize, but y'all talking about some interesting stuff today, Jimmy. Nah, I know, I know we did. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying we got to keep it going now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? This going to, check me out. This going to be the most watched Breakfast Club <laughs> oh interview in the history of Breakfast Club <laughs> interviews. You know what I'm saying? Ray Shrimmer, DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne, Sway Lee, Jimmy. Today is the biggest one. Let's do it. You know what? People always say uh, more, more money, more money. Problems. Jimmy, man. Jimmy is I just want to ask y'all, have there been a lot of issues that come with you guys having all this fame and money right now? Yeah, yeah. People uh, keep asking us, how y'all spending y'all money? <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. Gotta, like, why y'all worry about that? <laughs> you just got to deflect, deflect out of bullshit. You got to deflect out of bullshit. What are y'all spending on that y'all enjoy? Cause I know that's what gotta, I'm talking about right you gotta there. You got to enjoy your money, though. But like, that's what I'm talking people about. People always say you got to enjoy your shit. That's what my Instagram for. You yeah. want to know what I'm doing? We do a lot of traveling. Check out my Instagram. I be dancing a lot. And, you know, I be turned up. I be in the club. We be surrounded by beautiful girls. Mm. And guess why all the girls be trying to cover us? Because we nice guys. And you know what I'm saying? If you learn anything from Ray Shrimmer, just learn. <laughs> treat people nice. You know what I'm saying? Be nice to people. You know what I'm saying? And then especially females. You know what I'm saying?
it's not that hard. When you on the road and stuff, is it? Do you? I'm sure you miss your son. So does that make it more difficult? Like, man, I don't feel like partying right now. I want to get home, get to my kids. I was already like that though, because yeah. I was already like that. I don't. I, my job is to party. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not just gonna yeah, go to nah. the club. All right, all right, all right. I gotta be getting paid. So me and Sway, we be getting big check. Go to the club, we get a big check. You know what I'm saying? So if we're not going to do that, then I'm not trying to go. You know what I'm saying? So there'll be house party, house party, house party, and I'll be gone. So everybody be like, "Where Jimmy at? Where Jimmy at? Where Jimmy at?" I'm ducked off. All right. What about the baby mama? You gonna you gonna settle that down and be committed one day? Let me tell you something, bro. Shrimp like. <laughs> I thought he was about to give an answer. Me Let me too. tell you something. <laughs> Jimmy is a wild boy, man. My goodness. Well, get the album is out right now. Stream it, download it. It's Ray Shermer. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Riri. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Rihanna is on the cover of Vogue magazine, and they did a really uh, great interview with her, and she talks about how her most intense bouts of creativity come after midnight, and she started that rhythm early on in her career. Among other things she talked about is her relationship. She is in a relationship right now. She didn't name the person, but she said, I used to feel guilty about taking personal time, but I also think I never met someone who was worth it before. Now, she said, even mentally, just to be away from my phone, to be in the moment that has been key for my growth, now when I come to work, I'm all in because before you know it, the years will go by. I'm glad I'm taking the time. I'm happy because she does have a lot of things going on. Obviously, she's going to be in Ocean's 8. Uh, which is coming out this month. She also launched Fenty Beauty, which got $100 million in sales within 40 days. Damn. She also has her lingerie line, Savage, which is going to be going with online retail giant textile, and that launch is actually next week. So a lot of different things going on in Rihanna's life. So, yes, you do have to take some time for yourself. She said Savage is really about taking complete ownership of how you feel and the choices you make, basically making sure everybody knows the ball is in your court. As women, we're looked at as the needy ones, the naggy ones, the ones who are going to be heartbroken in a relationship. Savage is just the reverse. And, you know, guys don't like getting the cards flipped on them ever. She really don't have to do no music anymore, by the way. Well, she is. Because that Fenty Beauty is popping. People always accuse me no, of you wearing look, the... Yeah, it looks good on you. But I don't wear it, but they always accuse me of wearing the uh, soft, so you don't have on the highlighter. soft matte 390. No, I don't, actually. You definitely have okay. on highlighter. You are such they a They accuse lie. me of wearing the soft matte 390 all the time, okay? But I'm more of a 420 uh And I don't know that you have the matte guy. on, because it doesn't. your skin doesn't look too matte. Warm or neutral, yeah. What do you think? I would give you neutral. Okay. I'm more warm. All right. Anyway, um, she also talks about Drake in this interview and the uh, VMAs when he presented her with the award. Now, if you guys remember, here's how he presented the award uh, to her. We love the music, which can change styles from album to album. We love the videos, which change their artistic vision from year to year. But most of all, we love the woman who hasn't changed since day one. She's someone I've been in love with since I was 22 years old. Now, this was the Vanguard Award, and before he gave her this award, he actually took out a billboard in L.A. a couple of days earlier congratulating her and did all of that. And she said, the VMAs is such a fan-focused award show, so having that energy around me and knowing the people who have received the award in the past made it feel like a big deal. Waiting through that speech was probably the most uncomfortable part. (laughs) 
Come on, man. You just get on stage and spill your heart to a young lady, and she tells you that she feels uncomfortable. I don't like too many compliments. I don't like to be put on blast. She said, we don't have a friendship now, but we're not enemies either. It is what it is. I know. that. I mean, I get what she's saying. I don't like compliments either, but... And also, it was supposed awkward. to be about her, but well, somehow then That's it turned into... Shut up. <laughs> that can be awkward, though. You know what I'm saying? You're waiting to get your award, and you're like, all right, hurry up already. Just give me my damn award. Well, you guys, mm. make sure you check out that full interview with Rihanna and Vogue. I just gave you some of the cliff notes from it, so, you know, to make y'all want to check what it out. What did I make Drake feel? The Raptors lost last night, too. They down 2-0. He looks and so Re- sad. And Rihanna duffocated on him in a magazine. You seen the video? Did you see the video of him looking so sad? Yes, nah. I've seen it. Oh, oh my goodness. When he was looking at the score, mm-hmm. I put some music behind that. And they keep saying Bron's plan instead of God's plan. But you know what, though? You know what, though? Drake caused this on himself. Because he told girls to be nice for what to these niggas this summer. So now Rihanna in the magazine, nice for what? Okay, we ain't friends. All right, now let's talk about Jay-Z. Rock Nation has launched their television production division. Okay. And uh, someone who formerly worked at Weinstein is going to be working there. Patrick Reardon heading that up. Now, you know they've already done the Khalif Browda story which got a Peabody Award this year, and they also have the upcoming Rest in Power, the Trayvon Martin story, which premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival. And they're also working on something that is going to be with Meek Mill, all right? Just after Meek Mill got released from prison, they're working on a new documentary series that's going to be produced by them. Uh, And it's going to talk about his journey towards exoneration and examine the many flaws that exist within the criminal justice system. So it's going to follow Meek and his team as they discover and explore the corruption that has kept him treading deep waters in Philadelphia's legal system for the better part of his adult life. It's going to air exclusively on Amazon Prime Video. They got the uh, Trayvon Martin story coming too, right? Yeah, it already debuted at the The Tribeca Tribeca Film Film Festival, Festival, yes. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor. And drop on the clues bombs for Rock Nation TV, man. Mm -hmm. Shaka, what's happening, Shaka? What up, Shaka? All right, well, Charlemagne. Yes. Who you giving me that donk to? Listen, man, y'all know I love Florida. Okay, I love the great state of Florida. Florida never ceases to amaze me, and they never, ever disappoint. And one of the main reasons I love Florida is because they provide so much content for Donkey today. So I need a young man named Nathan Simmons to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, okay? All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey it's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. At the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey of the day for Monday, May 4th, goes to a 31-year-old man named Nathan Simmons. Where is Nathan Simmons from, ladies and gentlemen? The great state of Florida. Drop on the clues bombs for Florida, okay? Orlando, Florida, to be exact. Salute to everyone who listens to us on 104.5 to beat in Orlando. I love Orlando, by the way. Okay, I got family in Orlando, and nothing like taking your kids to Disney World or Universal Studios. It's the most stressful, most nerve-wracking, most fulfilling thing you can do with your kids mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you if you have a child, you only have to take them to Disney World or Universal Studios twice in their lives. I wouldn't Just know. to say you did it. Holy Absolutely. no. We know you would, though, Angelina. I've never been. Okay. So if you have multiple kids, you have to take each one twice. All right. I already did it with my nine-year-old, and next up is my two-year-old. I'll take her when she's like six. And even though it's four years from now, my anxiety has already kicked in, thinking about the long lines, getting on rides I don't want to get on because I don't want to look like a punk to my kids. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Back to Donkey today. Uh, Nathan Simmons is from Florida, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what your Uncle Charlotte is about to say next? 
all of the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, okay? Please stop debating me about this. The proof is in the pudding, or in this case, the proof is in the Florida orange juice. Now, Nathan Simmons has a wife named Allison, and Nathan shot his wife Allison twice. Did you hear me? I said Nathan Simmons shot his wife Allison twice. Give me a couple gunshots, just, just because, okay? Now, it's never a good reason to shoot your wife ever, okay? But it has to be a reason. And the reason Nathan shot his wife twice is the most Florida reason ever. Let's go to WFTV 9 ABC for the report, please. Winter Gardens police say Nathan Simmons frantically called 911, telling them he accidentally shot his wife twice in the hip. He told them he thought she was an intruder after what happened earlier in the night. The wife had heard a noise downstairs, which made her concerned that someone was trying to enter a residence. Investigators say Nathan got his gun out and checked the house, but went back to bed when all seemed well. Laid down, placing the handgun on his nightstand. 45 minutes later, and police say Allison got up to use the bathroom, using her phone to help her see in the dark. When she walked back into the bedroom, investigators say Nathan. Thought it was the intruder that they were looking for. He fired two rounds at him, striking her. This guy, he feels horrible about what he did, and they were both apologizing to each other. And couldn't believe this happened. Why was she apologizing to him? Anyway, Nathan and his wife thought it was a burglar in the house. Nathan gets up to check the house, realizes it's no burglar. Then him and his wife go back to sleep, and 45 minutes later, poor Allison gets up to use the bathroom, is using the light from the phone so she can see, and she catches two hot ones from her husband in the hip because he thought she was the burglar, the same burglar that they just checked the house for, the same burglar that didn't exist. Now, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, all the ripest orange in Florida, but if I checked my house for a burglar and there was no burglar there, why would I wake up 45 minutes later thinking it was a burglar in the house? See, I'm trying to make sense of this, and I don't know why, because I know it's just Florida. But I try to see both sides of the Sunshine State, okay? Mm. If you are telling me that all the craziest people in the world don't come from Florida, then I have to figure out why this happened. Because if I'm Nathan, and I already checked the house for a burglar, the only thing that would make me be able to peacefully go back to sleep is the fact that I know the house is clear. I'm a father and a husband. Trust me, I know the feeling. Envy, I know you know the feeling. Okay, yes. you, you think you hear something in your house, you check all the cameras when you hear something, you, you make some moves through the crib. Once you see mm -hmm. the perimeter is secure, secure, then you peacefully go back to sleep. You don't go back to sleep if you think a burglar is still in the house, okay? If Nathan thought the burglar that he just looked for and realized wasn't there was really in the house, then he wouldn't have gone back to sleep. But once again, it doesn't have to make sense. Why? Because it's Florida. And all donkey of the days from Florida just sell themselves. Please give Nathan Simmons the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. See, I, I kind of disagree with you, Charlemagne. Talk Why? to me. See, I'm going to tell you this. Like, as a kid, when, I, when, when uh, you know, my dad's a retired police officer, he would say, if you in the house and you go downstairs, you better make a lot of noise so I know it's you, because if not, you might get shot. And, 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 and kind of like in my house, too. Like, I don't sneak around. Like, I want to hear you because you make me nervous. Like, I, I get anxiety, you know? I, I wasn't sneaking around. I was laying in the bed with you. We just finished checking the house. Okay, we slept for 45 minutes. I was in the bed with you. I got up to go use the bathroom. Nah, B, I thought I heard noise. You better make some noise. Let me know. You you walking around. Make some noise. Using the iPhone. I thought you was a burglar. 
You a DJ. You used to telling people to make noise. That's why. That's what this. That's, that's just stupid. You got people in, in your house waving their hands in the air like they just don't care. You know what? Come on, you man. Stop it, man. Thank you for that donkey today. Up next, we are talking mental health. Yes, that's right. It's mental health awareness month. Yes, my girl Shanti mm-hmm. Das is uh, doing this whole silence the shame movement, and the actual silence the shame day is tomorrow. So we wanted to have her come up here to talk about her own experiences with mental health. Now, Shanti Das was in the music industry for, I guess, well over, uh, maybe about 20 years almost. Mm-hmm. And she helped break outcasts, and then she stepped away from the music business because she had her own things that she was dealing with, and it had to do with her own family and people really close to her and herself. So she'll tell her story and talk about why this has had been so important to her, this whole movement. And this okay. is, today's show is the perfect balance of ratchetness and righteousness, too. I just want to mm-hmm. point that out because we had Ray Schmermer last hour. This hour, we're talking mental health, okay? Ratchet, righteous. That's what we do here on The Breakfast Club. It's called balance. All right. When we come back, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building this morning. Shanti Das, welcome. Hey, thank you. It's good everything? to be here. Everything is great. Good morning. How y'all doing? Blessed. So I've known Shanti from the music business for quite some time. So let's talk about your journey from working behind the scenes in music to actually starting your own uh, organization. Because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. And it's a cause for you that you've been uh, very vocal about because you have your own experiences. Exactly. So my dad completed suicide when I was seven months old. It was mm. really tough um, on my family. I have two siblings. My mom was left to raise three kids. And, you know, we don't really talk about therapy or counseling or anything in the African-American community. So for a long time, I was, like, embarrassed about it. I wouldn't really tell anybody how my dad died. And it became, like, this cloud over my life. And even though I had a really successful career in the entertainment business, you know, when I started experiencing depression and other things, like, I was always afraid that I might want to commit suicide just because I didn't know if I was predisposed to something. So... Long story short, I left Universal Motown in 09. I was at the top of my game, executive vice president, walked away from a huge check and moved back home because my mom developed Alzheimer's. And over the last years, uh, eight years, I've been an entrepreneur and through the ups and downs of financial hardships and then kind of rehashing things with my dad, the depression just crept back in. And mm. so I finally went to counseling in my 30s to forgive my father. That was the first time I was living in New York City. So it's been a crazy journey for me. My best friend committed suicide four years ago. I have a family member that has bipolar one disorder. And um, sometimes this is hard to talk about, but uh, in 2015, I contemplated suicide. Mm-hmm. Mm. Why did you I, contemplate? So I was at my lowest point. Um, I was suffering from a deep depression. I didn't want to get out of bed. I really thought that my life here, my work was done. Um, I couldn't control my thoughts. I needed help, and I didn't know that I really needed the help. And so one night, um, I was just driving around aimlessly. I was crying a lot and um, ran into a friend. I felt like God just placed that person in my path. And they were like, yo, what's wrong with you? You need to call your sister. So I called my sister, and I called the suicide prevention hotline number. And then my pastor, believe it or not, was like, yo, I need you to go get some help. Because, you know, oftentimes in the urban communities, we're told to just pray our problems away. Mm -hmm. And I'm a Christian. I pray every day. But sometimes, you know, you got to go to the doctor. And right. so I went to see a psychiatrist and uh, got the help that I needed. I started on my antidepressants. And then I was doing an interview in Atlanta and Silence of Shame just kind of rolled off of my tongue. And I was afraid because I didn't, you know, I have a, I would like to think I have a good legacy in the music game, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to be known as the poster child for mental health. But like everything kept coming my way. And I was like seeing a lot of people suffering. 
family members, people in the entertainment industry, came up with the idea in 2015. I like to say it was conceived in 2015 and launched last year. So we launched last year on May 5th. And I just had a bunch of people posting, and I wasn't sure who was going to support me, but like everybody from Ludacris to Candy Burris, Estelle was posting on May 5th. We got 90 million impressions in one day. Wow. For Silence to Shame. For Silence to Shame. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, <clears throat> this is good. Everybody's okay with talking about it. And so here we are a year later on the National Day calendar, recognized Silence to Shame Day on May 5th and every May 5th thereafter. We have a ton of celebrities coming on board to support, but more importantly, we're in the community doing the work. Right. Like, I feel like I ain't felt like this since I first broke Outkast. <laughs> like, wow. hand-to-hand distribution, promo. Like, I'm just... It's a nice little humble brag. What? I'm, I, <laughs> you know, that was a monumental, and so now... For me, though, it was a monumental. pivotal moment mm-hmm. in my career, and, you know, I know how hard and passionate I worked for those guys and, and just was happy to be in the industry, a young girl out of college. And so to be able to have my own movement and see it kind of permeate through culture and mm-hmm. society, <clears throat> it means a lot, and it's so many everyday people that are supporting us and people thinking that therapy is corny, and it's not corny. Like, what I'm actually back no. in therapy. I go every and I know you, Friday at 3 o'clock. Friday at Here 3. Go. <laughs> you left me hanging, so y'all about to get depressed because you left oh, me sorry, hanging. Oh, sorry, my bad. What are some signs for people that might feel like perhaps they are or don't even realize that they're suffering from depression? Like, so, so for me, one of the first things I realize is, again, not wanting to get out of bed. I mean, not even wanting to open the blinds. Like, mm. it was crazy laying in bed or being a couch potato, um, feeling hopeless, like you can't really see a light at the end of the tunnel, withdrawing from your friends when you get invited to events and you just be like, nah, I'm good. And, but you look up and it's three weeks later and you hadn't gone to see anybody, you hadn't done anything. I call that getting old too now. Well, yes, yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah. But if you do it and you're in a sad place, right? Um, also, um, when you get irritable, mm-hmm. um, your eating habits change. I actually ate out of depression mm. back in the gym now, so trying to get you know my life back. Right. Because um, it is mind, body, and soul. A lot of people think mental health, you just have to go to a psychiatrist and take medication, but a lot of it is how you live, what you eat. So, you know, we're just out here fighting a good fight. Um, I did uh, a panel last year at the Lyft headquarters in Silicon Valley because a lot of people that have startups, you know, they are high-functioning people sometimes that are depressed and anxious because you get all that money, and you got to figure out how the company is going to thrive and survive. So we've heard stories of suicide and of deep depression in Silicon Valley. Um, shout out to the NFL Players Association and the NFL. They're doing a mental wellness symposium in Atlanta on May 14th. They've asked me to host. Mm-hmm. Truly humble. Um, gonna I want to ask about the music industry. I know a yeah, no lot doubt. of people in the music industry are always depressed. And you see a lot of depression coming out. A lot of people with suicide. A lot mm-hmm. of people contemplating suicide. Mm-hmm. Did that make you feel that way too the music industry you know the industry is aspirational mm-hmm. a little braggadocious and right. now social media is like everybody you know how many times you check your phone right and you're on ig looking too at much. everybody's highlight reel <laughs> and so i can definitely say for me even the eight years that i walked away from the label game you know seeing my peers that are like president of this vice president of that i'm sitting here going damn like am i really doing the right thing like i could still be at the mm-hmm. top of my game like Shout out to Ethiopia over at Motown, who's the president. She was my intern. Wow. And wow. here I'm looking like, wow, I'm here I am trying to be a servant leader and go back to humble beginnings. That's, and, that's and, what you yeah, got a bigger purpose, though. Oh, that's I do. And I realize that. But right. you asked me, and I'm being honest with you, mm-hmm. this is like transparency for me. Like, right. if I looked, if I said that it didn't bother me, I would be lying. Wow. So that kind of added to things. And I was like, okay, God, what are you really trying to tell me to do? And so I had to get comfortable with that. So I think it was everything on top of it. But the industry can be tough. You got to have thick skin, especially being a woman. Mm-hmm. I know you can attest to that. Absolutely. Um, whether it's 
you know, how much you getting paid, you know, how you getting hit on a gazillion times, and you're like, hey, I mean, it's flattering, but you want to just get or the work done. Or how sometimes people try to uh, demean what it is that you do for a living because you're a woman or say Absolutely. you got this job for this reason or... Yeah, or belittle what, what it is that you're doing. Absolutely. But we, like you mentioned, we've seen a lot of people, you know, uh, Shakira Stewart, you know, Robin Sims, Fred Thomas, who worked at MTV. And then you also had all these things that you hadn't really dealt with in your Correct. own. So I'm glad you said that. I had not unpacked the fact that my dad completed suicide. I still was that little girl wanting to meet her father. And mm. so I really needed like some deep therapy to start mm. unpacking that because I don't think I could ever go to where I want it to be in life unless I dealt with that. And I think a lot of us got pent up frustrations or trauma from the past. Um, Cause that's another thing you, you talk about the mental health disorders that are out there. So you got schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, depression, and there's bipolar one and two. But let's talk about PTSD in the Hell hood. Yeah, I definitely the got that. trauma, Hell it could be yeah. from physical abuse, you know, sexual abuse, being, you know, all these kids that are seeing their homeboys and homegirls get, get shot killed, right in front of them. I mean, guns put on are you. Are you kidding me? Running from police, like, all kind of stuff. You're going to experience trauma. And so one of the things we're trying to do now is shoot content. Um, I want to create a documentary around that. Also, from an incarceration standpoint, um, I was talking to Derek Dudley, who's Common's manager, and Common did a prison tour last year. Right. And the one thing that Common was like, he was like, yo, a lot of these people don't need to be locked up. They need mental health treatment. Mm -hmm. And so it's just so much work that needs to be done. And I just want to shout out you guys at Breakfast Club for all that you're doing because I know you've been talking about mental health a lot. I know you talk about going to therapy, mm -hmm. and we need it. We have more with Shanti Das when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Shanti Das. We're talking mental health. Charlemagne? None of this is coincidence. You know that, right? Like, I believe in the universe. Like, I, you know, I think about how... I interviewed Kanye back in April. Mm -hmm. He waited to put the interview out this week. First Which day, is mental health awareness. Yes. Mental uh, health awareness, then, man. Then, then Royce the Five Nine was up here. He was talking about, you know, going to therapy oh, really? and his anxiety and that. stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I don't think any of this is coincidence. I just think we're not paying attention. I think we get too caught up in the entertainment and the celebrity, but there's people out here screaming for it help. It really is. And the fact that you talk about going to therapy, everybody knows you go to therapy on Fridays at 3 o'clock. <laughs> I think that's great, though. Right. Like, mm -hmm. And the fact that I'm meeting you, like, I hope we can do something together like, and keep this message going because it's so important. And, and especially for men, that's the hard part because y'all are taught to be strong. Right, yes. And I don't care what it is. I might not need a doctor. I, you know how many older men in my family just, even if they get sick any kind of way physically, they don't want to go to the doctor. Right. So heaven forbid it's something with your mind. Are oh, you talking to two men here that yeah. when we get sick, we run to the doctor. Well, like, so I applaud y'all for that. Run. But so many men don't. I'm going to the doctor. So but many even, people don't. Even, even growing up, especially when you grow up in hip-hop culture, like the whole premise was to be hard. Of course. You know what I'm saying? You can't be... At imagine all. if you got anxiety and low self-esteem issues and you just want to be... You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> you just want to be, but then you can't, you're not you allowed can't to do be. it. And so I've talked to a lot of people who's had their sons in therapy, and, and the fathers took the longest to come around to think, like, something's not wrong with my son. It's my son. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You just need a beating. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just, I, you know, I, I a lot of people are scared because, you know, um, I remember with my youngest son, he was, he was acting out, and, you know, we was having a lot of problems with him. 
And we were scared to take him to a doctor because they always said that that would stay on his record forever. Mm. And that was always a fear of ours, you know, to say, you know, maybe I'm jumping the gun. And luckily, everything was all right, and he grew mm. out of it. But that was a fear of mine. Like, I don't want to take him to the doctor, and that sticks on his record. Understood. You know, so that when he grows older, maybe that will limit him from... But isn't that from... sealed when you go to the doctor? It's, it's supposed like to be. It's well, supposed it to be. It depends. To like, you know, let's say let's say there was something or there was nothing, and he wanted to get in the military or he wanted mm-hmm. to get a government job. It'll come up somehow. So we were always nervous about that. Well, he'd be able to buy a gun still. Yeah. But it all reverts back to stigma. Right. That's why we're doing what we're doing right. and try to normalize the conversation Absolutely. so we can take that stigma away. And stigma relates to everything, whether you're in the LGBTQ community, you've been a victim of sexual abuse or violence as a child, whatever. It's all stigma. Mm-hmm. And we really got to, like, stomp stigma out. Absolutely. Like, stigma. It's just, you know, you just got to do you. You got to do what's right for you to get Absolutely. healthy. Nobody else matters at the end of the day. You ain't paying my bills, so let me do what I need to do to get Absolutely. right. I wanted to ask you about uh, your father. How did you get to the point where you forgave him? Oh, that was tough. Um, hmm. Uh, more than anything, I always wanted to meet my like, I remember being in kindergarten. You know how you're in the circle in kindergarten. How you old know? were you when he, when he... I was seven, seven months, months old. So when I got into the first... Mm. Kindergarten, first grade, I was in a circle, and they were asking us what we were doing for the weekend, and I was like, my dad's coming to visit me. And I wow. said it for, like, two different times, and so my teacher was like, okay, hold up, let me call her mom. They had to sit me down and be like, yo, your, your dad's not coming back. And then once I finally talked to my mom, I'm like, what do you mean? And then... The, I got so mad with him. That's why, like, for years, I wouldn't even let my mom bring my dad's name up. And my dad is actually of Indian descent. Um, and my mom's African-American, so, of course, I'm black. I grew up in black culture, but there is that Indian side of my culture. And so I didn't even really want to learn about Indian culture or know anything about my dad. And it was when I was in New York City. I was working at Arista Records at the time. And so my direct report, my boss, really sent me in a bad place. And that's when I first started experiencing depression. And I had uttered the words, maybe I should just kill myself. I done sold my house. I'm up here mm. in New York. I'm stressed out. Like, I don't like going to work every day. It's too much. I can't handle it. Maybe since my dad did it. And so that's when I first went to counseling after that. And I had a good counselor. And it actually was in New York City um, when I started going to counseling. And so she just worked and unpacked all those layers with me. And she was like, you can't move on with your life until you forgive your father. Because I felt like that's what always, what it always led back to. That was the initial problem. Mm-hmm. And so I was 33 years old. It took that much, or 32, 33 years old. Um, but it was really, really difficult for me. And um, I knew something wasn't quite right mm-hmm. when I was up here. And so once I did that, I got better. I didn't get on medication then. I didn't start medication until when I moved back to Atlanta. But that was the first time that I forgave my father. Because I was just so mad. And I just couldn't understand the concept of how can you be so selfish to take your own life? And people and really to leave your like children that. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and people say it's a selfish act all the time. But now that I know what I know, just not in your right state of mind. Like my, my best friend, yo, I was headed to vac- on vacation going to Switzerland. And this was in 2014. Right before I got on the plane, she called me. She said it was the worst day of her life. And I said, yo, I'll wait and be the last person to board the plane. And I was going through everything, talking to her. I was trying to convince her to find some new doctors. I pulled out my laptop. I was like, well, let me email my doctor, and I'll call you back um, when I land in Switzerland. So I get to Switzerland. Three hours in, I get a phone call that she just shot herself in the head. And now that I look back on it, she was saying how much she loved me in the call. And I was like, damn, she was saying goodbye to me. That's what I'm saying. So that also led to another, you know, bout of depression because I blamed myself. I was like, what did I miss? Like, Mm. what did I miss? And the fact that she died the same way my dad did, 
It did a number on me. Mm. Y'all, it's, it's real out here. I, is that a sign? Because I, I, I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day. I'm like, it seems like when people are about to do something to themselves, they're always like, I love it. I love you. I love everybody. They just start showing everybody love. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's because she's a woman. <sighs> like, she and I have been friends for like, since the sixth grade. And sometimes I still blame myself, but, you know, she needed help. She was on antidepressants, but I don't think they had her on the right medication. Mm. That's another thing, too. Like, you see these commercials. I hate those medical commercials because they pretty much tell you, take this, but then you also can die. Right. Um, But, you know, you need the medication. But um, she was on this one particular medication. I won't say the name, but I don't think it was was the right one, and I don't think she was seeing the right psychiatrist. That's like anything. Sometimes, like... The psychiatrist, um, the the therapist, it's like dating. It's like being on Tinder. You got to swipe a couple times till you find the right one. So you might have to go to a couple different psychiatrists or therapists until they can properly diagnose you. And sometimes it's trial and error. You start taking the medication. It doesn't agree with you. Exactly. Then they have to try something else. They have to lower your dosage. Like, it's just different uh, testing it out. But it's easy feeling that guilt, you know, and that shame. Um, You know, my other friend, the, the, the young lady I mentioned whose daughter committed suicide, she didn't really see any signs. You know, mm. and, and she racked her brain for years trying to, how do I, what did I miss? And even with teenagers, you know how sometimes parents will be like, oh, they just, you know, being a teenager. And that's true. Your hormones change and start racing when you, you know, enter into your teens. So it's, like, difficult to figure out how do parents tell if my child is just being, you know, acting out and being a brat mm. or if there's some real issues there. So, again, I think parents got to be parents. You know, you got to keep the damn door open. In my house, I'm paying the rent. You mm. might be mad. But... Watch your conversations. You gotta have and conversations. talk Open to them. That's what I was gonna say. Talk to your kids. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying being all up on their neck every five minutes, but oh, you gotta no, know am. what's going. You gotta know what's going on mm-hmm. in their lives. Absolutely. You know what I mean. And you have to every watch the it. patterns. It, mm-hmm. Again, if those patterns change, they don't want to play sports anymore. They don't want to talk to their friends. They're angry all the time. They're irritable. It could be something going on, and you just can't be afraid to get it checked out. Absolutely. Like anything else. All right. Well, silence the shame. The day is May fifth. Let's let's stand up for mental health and save some lives. There'll be a lot of drunk people on that day. That's so, go to Mayo. Yeah, it's May 5th. So I'm, before you get your shot of tequila, yes. I need you to text the word silence to 707-070. Also, y'all can follow us on Instagram at silence to shame. We post a lot of stuff. Our Facebook is at silence th shame. We out here working. All right. Well, thank you, for thank you so us. much. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of y'all and congrats on everything. Thank and congrats you. on your thank book. You. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The, the Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Yes, so we already told you about an untitled series. It was currently untitled series about Meek Mill and the criminal justice system. That documentary series is going to explore his journey toward exoneration and all the flaws that are within the criminal justice system. Well, Meek also says that he did have a history with addiction while he was on probation, and that's why he thinks the Pennsylvania that Pennsylvania needs criminal justice reform. Now, he was with the governor of Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf, and other state leaders, and here's what he had to say. At one point in my life, I was actually addicted to opioids, and I think it should be a line drawn where uh, you have a drug problem and you're scared to tell your probation officer you have a drug problem because you don't want to be sent to prison for years. And actually, uh, I would like to thank my probation officer in Montgomery County. Her name is Kathy Subio. Uh, It was one point in my life I had a drug problem years ago, 
And I told her I had a drug problem, and she asked me that I want help, and she put me in a rehabilitation program, and it changed my life. Right, so basically he had this opioid addiction, and he was just scared mm-hmm. to say anything because he thought it would be grounds for him to go back to jail. He also said that if he was with the two black men who were arrested at Starbucks in Philly, he could have been sentenced to two to four years just for being in the presence of the police. He's, that's a fact. Crazy. I've never had an opioid. Have any of y'all ever had one? Um, yes, even... when I got my wisdom teeth removed. Is it that strong? Because I, I, I hear so many people being addicted to it. I, I you know, I, I try not to use those painkillers. Uh, so is oh, it that, like... I've definitely been addicted to painkillers before. I don't know if they were opioids, really? though. I had gotten into a car accident back in the day. And you have sex right. for a long time when you be high off painkillers. I oh. mean, you never... Really? Okay. Well, that doesn't right. sound like fun. It was fun, though. How is that fun? It just you don't was. want to resolve things? I was young, though. I had a hurt back, and I was just having sex all day. Okay. Think about all right. that. All now, day. Another person Literally. who had an opioid, opioid addiction is Kanye West. Now, he's on Travis Scott's new song alongside Lil Uzi Vert. It's called Watch, and here's what Kanye said about his addiction. Israeli God's boy, please be mindful. Don't have words with me because I got a mindful. I could tell every day there was the mind behind Seinfeld. Want to know how I feel? Step into my minefield. Want to know how pain feels? I got off my main pills. Bet my wifey stay close. She know I'm on my Bezos. Opioid addiction. Pharmacy's the real trap. Sometimes I feel trapped. Jordan with no field jack. One year it's Illuminati. Next year it's a sunken place. They don't want me to change. Nah, I would been running. Place. Well, clearly it's a very common thing, guys. I'm going to tell you something, man. Uh, you know, we've been, like, people have been kind of, like, dismissing Kanye all week. Like, you know, Kanye's canceled this and that because of his comments mm-hmm. on slavery. But between mental illness and him being addicted to opioids, shouldn't we be cutting him a little slack? And he's still on medication. He's on meds now. Shouldn't we be cutting him a little slack? We talk about being so tolerant about mental health issues, but it seems like we're being very dismissive well, of what he could be going through. the problem is some people think there's nothing wrong with him and that he said he's cured and he's better. So no. people are thinking that, well, he said he's fine and y'all acting like he's got mental health he issues. He never said he, he was fine, though. He said he... I don't know why people think that. Yeah, but he said he's on meds. He mm-hmm. said... I guess it's weird I would be so dismissive of him, but we act so tolerant in mental health. All you know, right, we should now, definitely be helping him more. Now let's talk about G Easy. G Easy is uh, he got arrested, and that is in Sweden for allegedly attacking security guards, and also because he had cocaine in his pocket. Now what really happened was there was a fan who kept asking for pictures. He told the fan no. The fan came back and started taking pictures anyway, and that's when a scuffle broke out. And apparently they're saying that G-Eazy allegedly punched one of the club's security guards in the face. And that's when the cops came, arrested G-Eazy, and found that cocaine on him. So he was taken into custody, and he will be there until he sees a judge today. So we'll see what happens today. You know he was high on coke if he swung on security. Well, you know seems, he was. Well, it seems like it was a whole scuffle because the fan then punched somebody in his crew, and then he jumped into the middle of it. And so it could have not been that. Who knows? It could have just been was. a scuffle. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.